folks what is good uh, are you ready for some soccer talk well you should be this is the people's pitch podcast the official podcast of your minneapolis city soccer club i am your host john and it would not be a party until someone took their pants off as always i'm joined by my co-host mr nathan morales nate what is good my friend well, uh hey man Wait, where are your pants <laughs> they're on uh with uh with no news john from the u.s uh open cup committee about whether or not we're going to be playing in the next round. We're a little light on city news today, but it sounds like we still have a shredder for the people tonight. Yes, um, we have a couple things to cover. Uh, first off, we'll talk some general soccer talk. We'll talk a little bit about the loons and uh, their preseason or lack thereof uh, for the team today. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about the MLS CONCACAF Champions League changes and how that impacts the MLS and uh, the loons. We have a player in-house today, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, final trial details before we talk, we get into what we're going to cover next week. Yeah, man. So let's uh, let's start with our friends, the Loons, because last week we talked a little bit about whether or not it was time to hit the panic button uh, for United fans, because we had 16 players signing, and training camp started, I think, today. Today, and we had 15. Actually, we had 15 signed and 16 as of today. Yeah, well, no, because I double-checked, and this is the thing, is like, as we were writing the outline... The signings started showing up on their website. Um, you so get we're a not, job. <laughs> and you get a job. That's basically what it is. So we're not quite in like Hull City joining the Premier League this year kind of mode. I think they only had like 14 players when they got promoted. But uh, we're not in real great shape. No. Uh, and also, once again, City has 20 players signed. Roughly. Here, give or take. Yeah. Um, not a full roster, but uh, enough to at least start a preseason. Um, but yes, we talked a little bit about panic buys last week. And are we gonna? Are we need to hit the panic button? Yeah, man. Uh, Twenty-one players currently on the website as as of the recording of this. So they've been they've been pumping them out fast and furious. Yeah, I don't um, even know some of these names. Well, here's the thing: is the club last week I said the club was super close to signing this Rasmus Schuler guy, yep. and as I was typing that we're still apparently very close, I double checked. It, we were so close that he popped up on their maybe you sealed on their the website. Deal. Just mentally sealed the deal. So we got that Rasmus Schuler guy from Finland, uh, good midfielder. Of course, the club announced the uh, announced the Kalman signing last week. But we and had a Kalman first. Yeah, we had the first Kalman. And then they were like, "Those guys already have a Kalman. We might as well have a Kalman." Do, do they did they see the tweets we got? Maybe it they might have been some. There might have been some some Twitter jealousy <laughs> there, and they needed a Kalman of their own. But what they they could have had two Kalmans. They, this whole time they could have. You could have doubled down on the Kalman. Yeah. Um, and along with him. Uh, this that feel good story. Uh, we signed someone, uh, something named Ibsen, out of uh, I'm gonna assume Brazil. Yep. So uh, and he's just some old guy that played with us last year. Uh, both of them are played as a right. A lot of a lot of these guys really were either here on loan and played for two or three games. Didn't really play. Were injured. Um, both of those guys will be returning with the team for the MLS season. Uh, and then today we announced a few signings besides this Rasmus Schuler signing. There's this Bernardo Anwar or Anyor. Uh, he's a midfielder that we got from Sporting KC. We had him on loan last year. Uh, he was immediately injured. 
and did not, <laughs> did not spend a lot of the season on the field, but I guess he looked so good as a 28-year-old midfielder that we had to bring him back. That's what you call foreshadowing for the, for the next season. <laughs> and then something called Jermaine Taylor, uh, who on the def- def- okay. defensive side was, was at Portland All right. last year. This guy is like pushing 33, 34 years old, maybe... Do- Maybe older than that, Jermaine right? Taylor? Yeah. Yeah, he's 32. He's 32. So According to the website. He, he's a veteran of MLS games, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. Like, this guy's not going to do anything special for you, which is why we start, we start like, raising the red flag of panic buying. Yeah, yeah, because all these people are just, just filler, it feels like, for the most part. Like, we need guys with MLS experience. Who, who would pick up the phone? Who's fucking putting tile down on bathroom floors right, right. now? That we Have need. you seen Major League? <laughs> like, we're calling up, like, the catcher yeah. who's playing in the Mexican League. And I think once it works out, you know, occasionally it works out, I think you get the Randall Cunninghams of the world who show up and decide, you know, to take the Vikings to the NFC Championship thanks yeah. to him and Randy Moss. Otherwise, you know, you don't see these guys playing play big roles. Um, the roster is up to 21 right now, and apparently it's growing by the second as they're really sweeping up what's left of any MLS caliber player out there. Uh so how many players do we need to really fill out a roster? I mean, well, right now 21 will do. That'll do, right? And they don't have a reserve team, so they need at least 22 to play each other. Mm-hmm. So, and they also need more than one goalkeeper. So you're the one who has it pulled up. Are we currently looking at more than one goalkeeper? No, and this is the thing. So, uh, <laughs> the, whoops. So here's the, here's the deal. is They started with training camp today, and I think they've got uh, the one goalkeeper in – they've got the one goalkeeper in camp. <laughs> No, it's the the guy from uh, Wake Forest. Yeah, from Wake Forest. Yep, yep, yep. Farrell. Farrell. Close. Real close. And the other... So, they've got some guys uh, that are reported to be contending for this spot. And our friend Sammy DeJock is there, who is a middling goalkeeper, even by NASL standards. So, that's really not good. And the problem is, is uh, we we need him. Like, some there are actual people that are, like, hoping that our... The guy who scored on himself... This past season yep. is our we'll make our We'll make our MLS backup you spot. You know, I don't want it to sound like I'm, I'm completely just shitting all over them because it's a tough job to do, but it's like a, I told you so months ago, maybe even a year ago, where it's like you can sign anyone you want right now to your roster in the NASL mm-hmm. and they can just come along for the ride. Yep. Anyone. They could have signed Ronaldo if they wanted and that doesn't affect the salary cap. What did they do? They waited. And like you talked about last week, is like maybe we don't quite know how much money we have to spend on players. And then it was like, oh, shit. Oh, we have no money to spend on No, it's like, oh, shit, we need to sign players. Yeah. And this is how much it's going to cost. Oh, you know, and like Adrian Heath and, you know, um, Ian Fuller and those guys like on the on the on the technical training staff and like the coaching staff, they have like a lot of work ahead of them. And I hope that they're they have a longer leash because to me it looks like the organization kind of failed. Yeah, so like <laughs> we kind of have to expect that if you haven't seen a goodbye message on Twitter like, like from J- like Cruz, from Jamie Watson or whatever, yeah. right? Or an official club announcement on the team page that they've been signed that they're um, that the rest of the NAS- NASL team is kind of on hold to round out our roster, which is probably not great. Um, What's the over-under of players that they're going to sign by the end of this recording? We're at 20 right now? <laughs> well, let's say, you know, you it's 25? Like, I'm going to say they'll, they might sneak one in late. <laughs> I'd say it's uh, under 25. All right. All right. By the time, I would say by the time this airs, I would I would say they have not cracked 25. We're going to have 30 players by the time this hits. It's, it's just going to be... Yeah. They're going to call you. Yeah. They need a backup goalkeeper, they'll call Dan. Right. So, definitely the signings coming in fast and furious, but 
like we said, they're all role players at best. Um, so if you're the kind of fan that really wants to hitch your wagon uh, to the hopes of uh, some sort of star caliber player joining the team late, I think that your wagon is going to be sitting at the starting line to the Oregon Trail for quite some time. Yeah, and it's like we're like the grueling pace, slow rations <laughs> mode where we're super susceptible to like a snake bite or a dysentery yeah. or a cholera. Not, you're just not going to make yeah, it, dude. Like, like, you know what? Exit out and switch to number munchers. Pay, pay, for the fer- <laughs> pay, pay for the ferry ride across the river? Fuck that. We're foraging. You know, like you're losing half your buffalo supply. Like, it's... You know, I just want to do some math. <laughs> right, yeah. No. <laughs> Let's hit up the multiplication tables. But it's not a good way to start, and I think it looks bad. You know, and even though we do, it looks like we don't have our shit together, they probably do, right? You hope. You hope they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like I said, it looks kind of bad, bad on us, and the rest of the soccer world outside of Minnesota are those involved. It, it, to them, it looks like, what are these guys in Minnesota doing? Like, why do they deserve a franchise and we don't have one like what do you think beckham's thinking right now like right, i couldn't like, get i couldn't get my team together and i could like call 10 friends right now that could beat any of anyone in the league <laughs> you know like and they would just hop on board yeah yeah um but look at atlanta so atlanta has 25 plus players before we started recording this maybe mm-hmm. they sign more they have a reserve side mm-hmm. um and it doesn't even count the players that they're going to have in on trial. So they're already like light years ahead as far as personnel is concerned. Yeah. They also have big names too. You have Greg Garza, awesome. na- national team player. Yep. Um, he, uh, Harrison Heath, who it was a, a youth team standout player for Newcastle, who moved over here to get probably more playing time, a la what like Wayne Rooney's brother did and uh, what's the guy's name from New York FC? A guy from New York FC, I can't mm-hmm. remember his name, who did the same thing. Ken Juan Jones... Played with Sunderland for yep. years, Jamaican international, like totally just works us every time we play against them. <laughs> um, Jeff Lorenowitz, multiple MLS Cup player um, out in Colorado, uh, also elsewhere. Michael Parkhorse, former U.S. national team player. And then Hector uh, Villaba? Villaba. 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 Uh, who comes from uh, the Argentinian First Division, which they know how to play soccer there, too. And I've seen this guy play. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, he's He's pretty legit. So the difference between our players and their players is we brought in... Uh, we brought in the first pick in the MLS draft. They yep. have the second pick. So not nothing... Kind of a wash. Yep. We brought in Christian Ramirez, who is unproven, so... We brought in, we brought in two fan favorites. Christian Ramirez and a former international in Ibarra, who... Yep. Let's talk about international play. Like, he played in, like, a couple games. Couple, he was couple in a bunch games. of camps. And he's a good Many, player, A few but, minutes. Um, who else? Uh, we, got the, we got the two guys from Costa Rica. Yep, and they're good players. Who and good. so is Rasmus Schuler. Mm-hmm. So those guys are good. But it, it says nothing on that screams to me core of an MLS roster. Like, it seems right. like a bunch nothing of, to like... Get, nothing to get... It's, it's everyone that you're hoping is going to develop into... A, like, you're hoping you're going to strike gold. Yeah. With with two or three of these guys, and you've got a good core moving forward, instead of starting with a good core right. of proven players. So here's where I'm going to say some things that are really unpopular. Like, and... This is where Honest John gets us in trouble. Is that I mean it has to be said the difference between John. The, yeah, um, the difference between us and them is Manny Lagos versus Carlos Bocanegra as technical direction. Mm-hmm. Okay, so at, you know at some point um, you look at Atlanta former captain U.S. captain showing what he learned from experiences on large clubs all over the world. Guy played in like multiple countries. 
Um, also, when he was with Rangers, when they went bankrupt and they went into um, you know like bankruptcy, and he worked with the club to stay there. Queens Park or the Scotland side? Um, Rangers, Glasgow Rangers in Scotland. Yeah. Okay. So when they went when they went under, he was on the roster. A lot of guys left. Well, he stayed with it and he worked with the administration in order to. Um, to kind of like help foresee the transition into the what was going to be next, probably learned a lot about putting a team together when you're at a club like Rangers with hundreds of years of history, and you you just all of a sudden went bankrupt, and it's like oh shit now I have to put a team together. So he was part of the rebuilding process. Probably learned a lot there. Hmm. Also learned a lot from being an MLS player himself. If you go MLS player versus MLS player, uh, Manny has multiple years on Bocanegra. But while he was playing in the MLS, Bocanegra was finishing college and playing in Europe for like 100 plus caps for multiple European teams. So a little bit differently there. Um, I think here's where I'm going to be unpopular. It's about time we get away from being loyal to people who have kind of been good to us because they were like the groundbreakers of soccer in Minnesota. Like Manny did great things as a player. His father did great things with building the, the game here on the uh, from a club perspective and then from Minnesota Thunder perspective. So build, bringing professional soccer via strong amateur teams mm-hmm. um, through Minnesota. But kind of what have you done for me lately? Um, you know, we had opportunities to sign local players. We had opportunities to uh, do things last year and build for the future. Uh, maybe it wasn't him, but he's the one who it, the, the sword falls on. Um, or the one that falls on the sword. I think we're too loyal to him from being part of the first family of Minnesota soccer. Yeah. That uh, maybe he isn't the right guy to take us into this league just because he's played in it before. Yeah, I think the other thing is is there's always this uh, insecurity in Minnesota, and it's you know some of it is based on truth of like who would want to come and play here, and a lot of it is who would also want to come and coach here, live here. Like it's always, there's always this, this idea that it's harder to get talent to move home or to move here to Minnesota because it's so cold and it's awful and it's not LA. Reggie White went to the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> well, so, like, I mean, great point, I guess. Like, come on. But, Who's the first free agent in NFL history goes to the Green Bay? But I think like, was it the easy choice to keep, to keep someone like, like Manny here rather than go after someone who's, uh, who might be a more proven team builder in the MLS or or He's in levels not a above. Team builder in That's the what MLS. I'm saying. Like, like would it be better would it would it have been better to to go after these guys who have proven themselves at, at an MLS level or above rather than say, well, we, Manny lives here already and he's pretty entrenched in the community, so we might as well go with it. The other thing, okay, may, maybe that is the case. But the other thing is like Nick Rogers has like less than 5 years experience running a soccer organization. Like if I went into a multi-million dollar company was like, I have less than five years of experience. Hire me to take care of all this for you. (laughs) They'd kick me the fuck out of the building. And like, so we have someone who knows soccer and we have someone who doesn't know soccer who's in charge of the person who knows soccer. He's just writing checks though. So who do you think is the one that like ultimately says what they're going to do? Right. Well, he's going to, he's going to lean on Manny hard. Yeah. But if he says something like, oh, we're going to do this because I say so, then what's Manny going to do? He's going to do it because his boss just told him to do it, right? Yeah. Like, he wants to keep his job. So it's just kind of a weird, like, island of misfit toys we have, like, running things where people know what they're doing, and maybe, but, like, maybe they're getting help from other outside sources. Like, what? It's just another thing where we're like, come on, just please get together. We're all behind you. 
more soccer, better soccer in this community is good for everyone. Yes. So, like, let's just get our shit together. Yes, and I think we talked about this earlier a little bit today when we were chatting online, that, like, uh, how many how many people do you think would have would have bought season tickets at this point if they knew how the team had, was being built? Probably if they started not. selling them now, yeah. how many people would buy them versus how many people bought them when they started selling them, I mean, you know, months back? I mean, for a fraction of the price, you can go online right now and buy three Minneapolis City tickets per one Minnesota United <laughs> ticket. Yes. Yeah. You, you want to see some good local soccer? Yeah. And you want to see the you want to see guys the star, that are, future stars of America aren't going to fall apart when they hit the field? Minneapolis City. All right. Well, let's just let's end on this. Yeah. So <laughs> we're probably unpopular by saying that maybe we don't have the right people in charge. Prove us wrong. Go out there and kick some ass. But we also have some other things in MLS to talk about. Well, yeah. I mean, the lack of news from our homespun MLS club isn't really the only news out there. Um, the CONCACAF hauled its, overhauled its tournament structure, which is something that has kind of hit kind of hit the, the, the blogs and the websites as sort of good but sort of bad still for us because the whole, uh, the whole idea was that it was a, there was an issue with how MLS would, was participating anyway and that we were kind of at an uh, institutional disadvantage just by basis of the scheduling. So let's talk about this a little, right? So what has changed? So there's no more group stage in the CONCACAF tournament. Um, it's knockout from the start. And it starts with a play-in tournament made of 16, 16 clubs. And I had to look this up because uh, you forget exactly, you forget and you don't really think about how many clubs are really in North and Central America. There's a lot of clubs. And the Caribbean. Right. So they're starting, just starting. It's almost like a play-in, like like the play-in round of the NCAA tournament. Like the you know, four like games the, in Dayton. Right, exactly. <laughs> this is this is that, but it's like the second place team from Costa Rica. You know, the like top team in Guatemala, the top team in uh, Panama and, and Nicaragua. So they all play against, and one team from Belize is guaranteed, which is strange. And then, so I'm sure there was not any money involved there. And then three, <laughs> three, teams, three teams, three teams from the Caribbean. <laughs> so these these sixteen teams, thirteen Central American teams, and three Caribbean teams, they all get together and they play one quick knockout tournament. All right, this is fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> well, on. hold on, because it it makes it makes sort of sense when you think about no. it moving forward. It just it's called the Champions League for a reason. <laughs> They just take the champions. Yes. So just if, take the so champions. You, well, this is and their idea is the whole point of this is is to weed out the champions of um, the leagues like the MLS. Low, no, no, it's to, <laughs> well, no, it's to weed out champions of leagues like the the Belize League or the Nicaraguan League or the Honduran League that like really have no. Yeah, those, if you put Club America up against a champion of um, Trinidad and Tobago's league, you know it's, it's like a fake of game. The beauty of it. Why you have the group stage in Champions This League. is like our Open Cup. This is our Open Cup philosophy. This yeah. lines up to our Open Cup philosophy. You need to give everyone the chance to lose. Yeah. Yep. And Oakland County lost. Mm-hmm. And we won. <laughs> yep. So then when that bullshit first first phase moves, goes on and they you have yeah. your 16 participating clubs, um, or you get your winners out of that. The, the, oh, I'm sorry. This is the thing. It gets of worse. all those 16 teams, one advances to the next round the CONCACAF Champions League. So you've got 16 participating clubs, your one winner of your your one phase one champion from 90% of, 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 of the, the geographic world. region, <laughs> yeah. right? You've got one Canadian team, the winner of the Canadian League, 
or Canadian Cup, which is all the, you know, it's basically like our U.S. Open Cup, but Montreal and Toronto can participate, and then they play, like, Regina. Okay, see, like I said, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> then you've got a Caribbean, a, a, a separate Caribbean team. That's the Caribbean Club Championship, or the Okay, well, let, can we? This we've obviously so many. This is so you've got dumb. a Saprisa. You've got your. You're gonna have your Saprisa, right? Your your Costa Rican team. You're, you've got four Mexican teams and four USA teams. Okay, there's so many games. So what does this mean for the MLS? Really, is the key, right? Right. So we talk about the the what it means for the MLS is that the the time frame switches. So because we are not on a European calendar, and Mexico is not on a European calendar either, Mm-mm. we uh, but everyone else is, and they're following that that schedule. We're gonna have unfit teams who are just entering the preseason who qualified for the Champions League in CONCACAF the year prior who are now like in preseason having to go play against like Club America or yes, you know like. Yes, but this nerfs it. That's the thing. Is this this while it doesn't fix the issue of the knockout rounds taking place during the MLS offseason or like right before the MLS preseason? Right. What it does do is it give us gives us more chances to play garbage teams that we should destroy. But that why, any MLS team should destroy. Why even do that? It's right. so dumb. Right. So, but anyways, look, we could talk about this how weird this is for days. Yeah. Um, I don't think we need to. But the the one thing is with the calendar ship, I I think it it it's like kind of like the first thing that may force MLS into um, changing the calendar. Yeah. Uh, everyone's been talking about that. But what's the other thing everyone talks about? Pro-Rel. Pro-Rel. So it's like, this could be early indications of changes that come that like are cracking that thousand pound rock that is the MLS and all their weird rules and things they mm-hmm. want to do. And the, it's, it's shaping up them to be like, you know what? Well, we've already bent on this calendar thing. You know, let's talk to the USL and the NASL about pro rel maybe yeah. and see how it might work. Maybe we'll we'll try it out. You know, put it's, but it's not going to be anything that's soon because the calendar thing seems to not be an issue moving like immediately. Right. Like right now, as but it it's is, going to happen once these teams start getting further on, and then they're like, it, it's going to be it's going to be a problem. Just trust me on that one. It's just going to be. It, well, it is a problem. There's a huge gap right, right. now between. The qualifying of this tournament and the first round, yeah, and um, for like U.S. and Canadian teams, mm-hmm. and what is it like uh, fourteen to seventeen months since uh, since the Sounders, Dallas, New York, and Colorado qualified before they enter the twenty eighteen round of sixteen, yeah. and for the Canadian Championship, who's Toronto, it's gonna be like twenty months. Like you qualified for this tournament two years ago. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's just... He's so angry. <laughs> it's so dumb, right? Hey, like, but you know what? Corruption is dead in FIFA. They got all the guys out of there. They did. All right. So, anyways, <laughs> forget that noise. Um, much like last week, enough talk about loons, enough talk about the MLS. Talk about the Crows. Uh, on today's show, we are blessed to have a player in City Studio for a chat, Nate. Um, yeah. This guy has had an interesting and winding road joining up uh, with City Folks, please welcome Tim Wills to the show. Tim, how's it going, my man? Please put to rest, is it Wills or Willis? <laughs> it's Wills, actually. Can we can we still call you Willis? Feel free, please. <laughs> as long as we I kind of like it. <laughs> as long as you get your first name right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, so before we talk about City, I want to talk a little bit about how you got to Minnesota. So tell us and the listeners how a guy from Portland, Oregon, with your skill sets, got snapped up. By a small D3 school in Northfield, Minnesota? That is a great question. <laughs> but that, that's the truth. Is uh, I had an uncle that went to Carleton, and so he's the one that introduced me to the school. 
I wanted to be able to play soccer, which I thought I could probably only do at the D3 level. Well, but you were an all-state player in Oregon. Like, you, you got some pedigree. You, we've seen <laughs> I think I was number 11 of 11 on that list, but yes. But it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't at all. There's plenty well, of division. alphabetical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by last name. Yeah, right. Even by first name, you're still at the lower end. No, I mean, I, I knew soccer wasn't going to be a career, and so I, I thought the time that it takes and the time you have to devote to it for D1. Not to say that all of the young kids on our team that are going D1 are doing the, the wrong thing, but for me, it just wasn't the right choice. I wanted to get an excellent education. Yeah, it was an academic choice. And, yeah, it was an academic choice entirely. So, what did you go to school for? Uh, economics. Economics. Yep. Soccernomics. Can you step in and fix the economics of the soccer community in the United States? Um, but so tell us a little bit more about. You didn't even so, let him answer. He was going to no, go into a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about soccernomics later, um, especially after all that Concacaf Champions League talk. And my head explode. Uh, I need easy things like formation talk and. Um, and anyway, so so you you go to you know you you find the school through your uncle and then you're like all right I'm going to go here. And Pretty much. I mean, I, I visited uh, in actually in winter, which was just a definitely a shock. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I spent the night with a couple of guys. I mean, on the team, and I visited other colleges. Carleton just seemed to be kind of the better the better choice there. Mm -hmm. So, ended up choosing it. No turning back from there, and I think it was the right choice. The rest is history. So you enjoyed a great career. Carlton. So uh, I'm going to go through a list of things, and I hope you're not embarrassed by any of this, but this is including but not limited to the following accolades. All-time leader in career points with 103, 39 goals, 33 assists. Second in career goals with 39 behind something called Brendan McGarity, who thought he could kind of wear your number eight and take your record. You think we're cool <laughs> with it? So screw you. He did exactly that. But <laughs> <laughs> screw you, McGarity. Um, All-time leader in career assists with 33, single-season leader in assists with 14, 13 career game-winning goals. I think that one, to me, stood out big time. That's like a full season of winning games by yourself, almost. Um, First-team All-Mayak multiple times. Honorable mention All-Mayak. Three-time Mayak regular season champion. You won 55 career college soccer games. You were an NSCAA all-region selection um, second team in 2009. In 2010, you were third team. In 2011, you were the first team. All-conference honorable You recovered. Match. You're not supposed to tell them how old I am. You recovered. <laughs> That's right. Uh, seasoned. Um, after this list, I'm not even finished yet. I think people understand that no matter how old you are, you had a good fucking career in college. Um, so uh, first team all-region all in 2011, all-conference honorable mention in 2009, and then first team in 2010 and 2011. It keeps going, folks. ESPN Magazine, uh, all-academic district second team in 2009. This, hey, surprise. surprise. <laughs> Did you ever get a call from me yeah. with ESPN the magazine, yeah. by the way? I've um, never heard of that one before. And then an NFCA Adidas Men's Scholar, all North Region, 2010 and 2011. Did I miss anything? Academic all I American. have no Academic. idea. Academic, yeah. So, I don't know, to be so, honest. Uh, that is one hell of a career. No matter like if you're talking about Division One, Two, Three, NAIA, like you put the ball in the goal and you set people up to put the ball in the goal and you won games, which is what you're supposed to do. Um Talk, can you care to talk about any of it at all? I mean, I know like you're a humble guy. You're not gonna be like I'm the best, but like talk about that, man. That's something you need to like puff your chest up about. Yeah, I mean, typically I try not to, but um, I mean, I came into the program and there was precedent of trying like winning the league, and it was a good, it was a solid program. Uh, there were a couple 
years before that where they had won the MIAC, which is the Minnesota League for D1, D3, D3 school, excuse me. No D1 soccer no here. No D1 soccer here. Um, and I was actually fortunate to have, obviously, great teammates there with me. And so we kind of – we had a good four years. I benefited from everyone and myself, you know, doing the work and working as a team together. But, yeah, it's a, it's a list, but it's, it's also just – on the side, right? It's soccer, but it's, it's it was fun. It was a good time. Something you tell your kids about one day. And you're like, Dad used to ball. <laughs> Can out. I get that list? Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll email. I've never seen it consolidated like that. Yeah. It's a mouthful. I, I didn't went really through a lot of that. different resources to find all that. Um, but out of all of that, what's the most important? Um, if you can talk individually, the most important record or accolade that you've gotten. You can go all the way back to high school. I didn't even. I saw some of your high school stuff, but I didn't want to go that far back. Did you see pictures in high school? I did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, got a, got a way of all finding things on the internet. You look exactly the same. Yeah, just a little short. Without the hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, is there something individually or as a team? I mean, I don't. I mean, any of it. Like, I think individually, there's there's something to be said about what you know what might stick out. Like for me, what stuck out was like the 13 career game winning goals. Like that's big. Yeah, that's I mean that's clutch, Tim. But like it could be academic side for you. It could be winning the conference tournament. Like what whatever. Yeah, I I mean I think. I'll start with the team. I don't know. I think we made it to the Sweet 16 in freshman year, which is a good memory to have, right? So we got flown out to, like, New York to go play in Hoboken, New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> Who did you play? Uh, Brandeis? No, we, we lost to Middlebury, which was okay. the prior year's champions. Okay. And they, it was 1-0, but it was, like, 14-1 in shots. They crushed us. Yeah. But <laughs> Was big game James involved? No, we had – he wasn't there yet. He was He's a, two years younger than us. But. So he uh, – what's his name? Was it Sommer? Summer? Pete Sommer. Yeah. Yeah. Was he in goal? Yeah. Is that guy like, – Like, so So he had the – he has, like, the his, the record for least goals against yeah, He's the his Tim career. of goalkeeping. <laughs> he's got, like, all this stuff, except for yeah, the I academic stuff. I saw that in stuff. there. Yeah. Um, so now that we know about your college career, tell us um, how you, you know, kind of got going up with City. Like, how did, how did you become part of this – Awesome. You want, the, you want the full story? Yeah. Full <laughs> well, yeah, because you joined up a little late. Yeah. So, I mean, I can start with... Start wherever yeah. you want to start. I played soccer in summers with internationals, which merged, what, last year with Stegman City, right? The the parent kind of... The parent of the Minneapolis City. The bedrock. Sure, we'll call it that. <laughs> they saved us. Yeah. They saved us from bankruptcy. So... <laughs> Through that and through a couple of connections, one, I mean, John being one, a couple other players like AO and I guess Evan Wright, who uh, kind of were on both teams, right? Segments in Minneapolis City. But yeah, I don't think I've officially made it onto the website for the roster. Not that it matters. <laughs> no, uh, we'll chalk it up to first year difficulties. But you're on but, there right now. Oh, am I? Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. The cool. Open Cup roster went on. I think my mom was the one that told me that. So I, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I keep looking for you on this website. And I don't. Are you sure you're on this team? She's a an Oregon season ticket holder. So there you go. Awesome. Oh, she's yes. like my parents. They're like a Wisconsin season yeah. ticket holder. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, but yeah, I mean, I got involved through kind of the Stegmans operations that kind of pushed through. And Keith was actually a big piece of that. Keith, the mm-hmm. coach for last year, he brought over you know the four of us or and told us you know we'll play with both with both teams, kind of be right. the veterans or some of the veterans on the Minneapolis City team. But that's kind of the story how I got involved, but it's been fun. I mean, it's nice to, to play with some young guys, all around talented team, and it's just, it's a different atmosphere than what's in the summer leagues and what's since I've had since college, so. Right. So something I'm trying to figure out about segments that I don't really, I don't want to ask John because he's biased, because he's like, he's like the godfather, 
him and Dan. But like, how much of playing with segments is playing soccer, and how much of playing with segments is like hanging out with dudes and drinking beer? <laughs> I so. There's definitely good social events for segments. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie about that. We play... We got one coming up. Yeah, yeah, we do, right? It's, yeah. what, February? February 4th. Yeah. yeah. So that's a fun part of it. Uh, I would say we don't get this nice benefit of free summon beer for our team yet, officially. We're working on that. Yeah. We're working on that. So, like, after games, we'll try and grab a beer sometimes, but not all the times. But, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a good mix of the two. That's kind of what was missing on, for me at least, on the internationals before we were merged. Yeah. Was we all showed up 15 minutes before the game, played the game, and then left. And it's like, all right, well, we'll see you later. See you next week. A couple of us with torn hamstrings. And then, and then it's <laughs> you get to this organization that has four or five, I don't know, six teams in all different levels. And you get together with everyone or everyone who wants to be, you know, a couple times a quarter. And then in addition to that, you have just friends that you develop over the, the time being. So. Is that the answer you were looking for? That's that cool, yeah. Just, I just was hoping it wasn't just like... For the record, I would have given the same answer. What did they tell you? Yeah, what did they tell you? I would have given the same answer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we, we would have been like, dude, we're all soccer super professional. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, beer is delicious. Uh, <laughs> some of yeah. beer. Yeah, some of beer, sure. Uh, which we're enjoying a couple of uh, of them right now. So as we know, you were on the U.S. Open Cup roster, and I, I promise that Nate's going to get some questions in here. Um, you were involved, I just asked one. I know, but more. I mean, I've been talking for a while here. You were involved. That was mostly because I was going through Tim's accolades. That list was so long. Um, you were involved in setting up the game-winning goal. So, and that was like a lot of minutes of soccer. Yeah, talk about the clutch, most clutch Tim Wills. Yeah. You know, I, I was involved. I, I flicked a header on from Elder, but I also missed two sitters inside the six before that. Right. So, but that's okay. You it did, is okay. And I criticized you for it. There was <laughs> you know there there was some criticism. You know, I took it in stride. But here's the thing, like that's patented Tim, is that you, yes, you missed some opportunities. Um, Coach, later. Not going to lie, but like, did you hang your head? Did you stop working? No, you kept working. And like, I would have been just dead on my feet at like, what was it? Like 100? 119. 19 minutes of soccer. And you, you. When did the goal come? 90? Something like that. You worked your way back. From like 15 yards ahead of where the ball was going to land that came through from the kick from Elder, and you you worked back with speed to get there and flick on. Like that's like the intangible things that I think is really what people maybe not see out of your game. Like they see like you missed those two goals, but like I've played with you before, and you're like a walking hat trick out of the parking lot. Like on any given moment, you can score three goals. Like 100 percent. But, like, sometimes forwards don't finish. It's just you can't expect a forward to finish all the time. But you did the little thing that made up for that. You know, it doesn't matter that we win the game 3-1. to one. That would have been awesome. But we won the game 2-1 to one in overtime. We didn't lose the game. I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. Also, we gave people free, some free soccer. So, <laughs> um, so, anyways, tell us a little bit about that. You know, we talked a little bit about how it kind of went down. And tell us about that experience of, of playing in that game and that and being part of, like, the first ever City team to win an Open Cup game, but also maybe that, like, going through that daunting game of, like, double overtime. And, and we brought you off after – I mean, you were, you, you were out of gas. <laughs> I was out of gas. Yeah, I definitely was out of gas. But, yeah, maybe, but I mean, yeah, that. if you were to ask me if I ever thought I'd play in a U.S. Open Cup, like, freshman year of college, the immediate answer is no, right? There's just no right. way. I'm not – there's no way I'm good enough. 
you know, this, this opportunity comes along. I'm not going to say no. I'm going to try as hard as I can to make the team and, and be in the squad. And I wa- fortunately was. But it was fun getting ready. It was an, I mean, it was, what, late fall. It was three, freezing. It was three months we started. Someone, yeah, it's just, it was th- two or three times a week. It was, it was honestly the most soccer I've played since college, right? It's like, because <laughs> in addition to that, we were playing games for Stegman. So it's just, it was, it was an awesome team. Like, I feel that being part of that team was something that not many people can say, right? Mm-hmm, On, right. Only 20 or 30 of us right. being the first city team to be in the U.S. Open Cup. One of the few, if not the only, U.S. Open Cup games I'll probably play in, besides whenever we get the information coming. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was an awesome awesome opportunity, and I'm grateful for the organization to be able to be a part of it. Tell us about the goal. <laughs> the assist. The yeah. assist. <laughs> clutch. Yeah, I mean, soup's clutch. Yeah. I I think you mentioned the right the right thing is that I'm not the most athletic person in in the world on the team. I just try to find myself in the right places, and I do that by finding space and creating space, and knowing where the ball is going to land or timing the jump right mm-hmm. was exactly exactly that. Yeah, I missed a couple sitters early on, but I found I was in the space to get to the end of the cross, right? Yeah, to miss mm-hmm. those shots. <laughs> but t- getting into the position to jump above the defender and flick on to Whitney, just because I know he's the fastest guy in the field. He's so fast. <laughs> You did exactly what you needed to do. Yeah, I, I did all I needed to do. <laughs> just enough. But, yeah, that was that was pretty much it. It was a simple – it was one of the more simple assists, kind of just flick it onto the fastest guy. I mean, right, I mean, and like you said, you don't have to always be the quickest, fastest, biggest, strongest guy or even the most skilled person. But reading the game is something that in the United States a lot of players are – they kind of lack. And you can be very successful if you read the game better than everyone mm-hmm. because – you can do subtle things like be on the defender's hip. Like I'm sure you've seen a bunch of times that might be a, a center back or an outside defender you're playing against who's like super quick, but you end up just burning the guy with, with body language and being the right place at the right time versus, you know, trying to just constantly work your ass off and, and scrap for things, you know, and it's, it's a different way to play the game. And I think you clearly show that that's, that's your game. And everyone always says like, love playing with Timmy. <laughs> well, that's something your coach talked about even when you were at, when you were at Carlton is you know super high soccer IQ, you know ability to find ability to find yourself in space around the field like being where you need to be. Uh, it's good to see that you haven't lost it all these years later. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the great thing is I'm Three hoping to play for another twenty years because it yeah. doesn't require well, yeah. any sort of athleticism. <laughs> just put the ball in the yeah. goal. You can be like the Peter but, Crouch, just like I'm it's ninety. Like the Ruben Nistelroy approach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Being in the six-yard box, but yeah, it's it's it is the little things for me. It's you know putting yourself in the space between two defenders so they don't know who's marking you, and it's putting yeah. and. You know, getting out of their line of sight so that they can't see you coming from behind them for the cross that's coming to the near post. It's little things like that that are kind of just spur of the moment decisions that you make that make the defenders not be marking you, and then mm-hmm. you're you have a two yards of space, and eventually you start to score again. That's <laughs> sneaky soccer, man. Listen up, kids. Not all stepovers and <laughs> rabonas. I don't know the last time I did a stepover. Yeah, I don't know the last time I did a stepover. I mean, it's you know, it's. I think I think you're you're spot on. I think you're spot on. So fast forward a few months, Tim. Uh, where do you? What are your expectations for yourself this season? And what are your expectations for the team over the summer? It's going to be your full first season, or your first full season with Minneapolis City. Uh, you know, from start to finish, what are you what are you looking for? 
Yeah, I don't. I'll start with the team. I don't see any reason why a team shouldn't win the league. And to be honest, I don't really know the quality of the competition. I don't follow it that well. But I would just with the talent that we have on the team, it's it shouldn't really be a challenge, in my opinion. Seeing the guys like from the Minnesota United, like like Colin Brian, yeah. just his two goals in the tryouts or the training sessions were just incredible. I'm like, the first one I thought, well, is that one? Was that lucky? And then <laughs> a week later, he chips our goal from 45 yards out. And it's like, okay, this guy is legit. <laughs> yeah, like he's a pro soccer player. Yeah, it's just, wow. It's another level. But And then personally, I mean, just to try and get better, right? That doesn't necessarily mean starting. doesn't necessarily mean playing that much. But having fun and getting better, even in practices with all these guys, is what I look forward to most. So this year you're a full-time member of City as opposed to like last year we mentioned you came out kind of late in the season. Um, who from last year are you most excited to play with again? Like who's someone that you wish you would have played with all season? And then what new player are you most interested to, to hit the field with? Okay. Uh, I would say Dan O'Brien, the new player I would most interested to play with. He's a – I think from what I can tell, we kind of have the same mentality of – Quick passes, combinations up the middle to try and break down the defense. And I just see us, I don't know, connecting really well. That's kind of the way I play in addition to finding the space is short passes, get it off my foot as fast as I can, pass it to someone else for their responsibility, and then make a run. So I'm hoping he can find some of those runs. Um, And then from last year, I think it'll be interesting. Well, I don't know, have we signed Max yet? Uh, or, Max is still in the negotiation <laughs> Okay, never process. mind then. Yeah. Um, hey, but Max would be great. Yeah, yeah, if you're listening, Tim. If you remember who I am. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Hi, I'm Tim. Nice yeah. to meet you. <laughs> I don't know. I think – I don't know. If, I'll, I'll think about this more, but I don't know if I can call it one. I think just seeing how the people that went back to college and mm-hmm. seeing them come back and how they developed and how they've changed, maybe their style will be more interesting to me than any individual player. We yeah. talked about last week, so we had um, we had Hoof on two weeks ago, right? Two weeks ago? Yeah. Whenever, whenever we had our last uh, show. And we, we yeah. talked about his jump from like starting out last year mm-hmm. on City and having to play in Milwaukee, and we we're like, oh boy, like maybe a little bit over his skis. At that point, it, he was, but... The jump that he made from play, training with City all summer, playing with Stegmans all summer, to now, like, I don't know if you saw it at the training sessions, like, he's telling people what to do, he's like, he has a voice now, he's commanding, he's like, he's generaling people around, like, telling Brian Coleman what to do because he's playing in front of him, like, <laughs> last year, do you think Hoof would have done that? No. Right, so it's like, I think that, you know, you talking about the guys who went to college and came back, like, we didn't even get to see Goose, we didn't get to see Samo. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of guys we didn't get to see in the mm-hmm. in the winter trainings that I think are making that next jump and that you're going to really be excited to play with. Yeah, I think there's going to be a huge difference this coming year than there was last year, and that's that the team is older. Not only did we have we signed guys that are older, like Brian and Dan, but also uh, the kids have grown up, right? You hope that these kids have grown up a little bit, um, and they're more experienced. So how do you really how do you see that playing out on the field? Like, you were able to experience kind of what it's like to play with guys that aren't used to playing with grown men. What's it going to be like now when they hit the field and they're, and they're totally, they've got a whole, by the way, last summer's season behind them, but then another whole year being on the field. With, yeah, with physical. With physical, real adults. Grown-ass men. College, yeah. Yeah. yeah, four years older than you and more. It's just, yep. just experience, like, stepping on a guy's foot so he can't make a run on a corner. <laughs> like, that shit happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't it, maybe it doesn't happen in college, but... 
when you get older, that happens. it's the cheeky things. Yeah. yeah. So how, I mean, how do you see that playing out? How do you hope yeah. that plays out? I think to your, I think it was to your first point. When we started, just when this, when Minneapolis City was started, right? We were kind of. It was what in February, March, and everyone was kind of thrown onto a field and said, "All right, let's go try and find a playing style." Right? It's mm-hmm. it's a bunch of individuals trying to play together as a team that don't know anything about like chemistry, just because they haven't had time to develop it. And over the course of the season, you saw it kind of changing. And then, I'm hoping that this season we come back starting at such a higher level of the chemistry between offensively, especially. I mean, defensively, it was fine, but. Communicating and like coordinating and passing back and forth up front mm-hmm. in the offensive third, just because we know what to what to expect out of the other players. Like, yeah. you go to Goose, he's gonna be someone on the line and cross it, or he's gonna cut in and cross it. Right? When he's just gonna run by somebody. <laughs> when he's just gonna <laughs> run somebody. Well, kids probably gonna try and beat a guy and shoot. It's just like now you know their tendencies. People hopefully know my tendencies. I'm gonna pass it away as fast as I can, and it's like that's just the little things that. When you're thrown all together day one and said to figure out how we're going to play, how we're going to score goals, it's, it's hard to do. And then you, have, you come back a year later and it's the same players still having another 12 months of experience like you mentioned. Hopefully that'll lead to more goals. Yeah, and you know each other's you – know, like you said, you know each other's tendencies, you know each other's roles, you know how to use people the best. Um, I think we saw that with the Open Cup team. Like when we first started with the Open Cup bit. team, it was like – we, we all we all kind of know each other even better now. When you throw in guys like Miles and Abai and the guys from Duluth, and you're like, all right, how are we going to do this? And I thought we – I mean, you can probably attest to – but there was a point in time where I was like, it's just still not good enough. Like, it really wasn't. And then, like, something clicked where it was like, okay, this is how we're going to play together. And then by the time – like, in that game when we played, no doubt we were the better team. Mm-hmm. By far. By far, right? <laughs> And um, I think that with this year, you know, we, we have the opportunity where come February, which is a couple weeks away, week away? Yeah, it's next week. Next week? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to check my calendar. <laughs> um, but it's a week away. We were starting our, our anniversary of one year as being an organization is coming up. We are already signed over half of our roster. Yeah. We have one more trial that we're looking for a couple other pieces, but if we don't find them, we're fine. And we have 18 to 20 guys that are assigned that are in-town guys um, that we can start currently. Practice. Currently. We can start practice now in March, and, everyone, and we can start building chemistry now. Mm-hmm. I mean, even at those training sessions, we had – how many guys did we have? Like, we had 30 – we had 32 each session. Not all of them on the team, but, I mean, yeah, yeah it's plenty. Everyone came in. The guys that were back from college came. And it was That's enough cool. to field two teams. And it kind of, like, people picked up, like, where they left off a little bit. You know, it was a little bit – it was more about just, like, go play together. Yeah. And it was less about what's build we're going to build here. Right. Just um, get – just reacquaint yourself with each other. Get to know each other. Yeah. Give that one guy shit about that one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, – so – I do have before before we end here. I, do, I, I actually I actually have one real quick. Thing. I have an, I have one more too. Well, <laughs> okay. We have plenty of time. Because plenty of time. Tim, you found a lucky day to come on because there's besides us shitting on Minnesota United for <laughs> 
eighteen to twenty minutes. It's it's all it's all. I can't you. wait until Minnesota United come November is playing for the Western Conference. Impossible. <laughs> Impossible. What did I say? Prove me playing wrong. the Timbers. Right, right? Playing the Timbers. Then we're gonna be like, we motivated you, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. So Tim, John, You're welcome, Nick you, Rogers. You might know John and I tend to play a lot of FIFA. Do you play the FIFA? We, I do. We've been trying to... I do play FIFA. Are you, are you a PS4 guy or are you an Xbox guy? An Xbox one. Mm. Xbox one guy. So we've been trying to coordinate a little, yeah. little match. Tim fell asleep. See, I, I, as a family, <laughs> I have to wait till they go to bed and then I'm... That's, see, I'm the same way. It was yeah, like I'm midnight. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're a younger guy. He's got to go to work, man. So if I put you in FIFA, what would be the formation that I would choose to utilize you the best? It's <laughs> a good question. Uh, personally, I would I would have you choose a four four two probably. Mm-hmm. That's what we played in college, and that way there's two forwards, and I can be the one that kind of checks back, and where one another one runs through. Yep. And that's the best way to utilize kind of a two midfielders and two forwards just to combine quickly with it matches up with my skill set. So if so. I'm building that ultimate team, who's the other forward? <laughs> From Minneapolis City. Any well, sure. yes, yes, and then and then world, <laughs> and then anyone. <laughs> this isn't part of the speed round, so just take your time with these. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I would think it has to be someone who can finish well and can who can get behind the defense for the through ball, right? Because it's quick pass in, quick pass back, and then uh, the third ball through. So maybe Whitney if he plays forward. I mean, I know he would like to play forward. I think so. Mm-hmm. And we have some chemistry from the U.S. Open Cup. If you were to choose anyone, I mean the, I mean, in the world, you could pick like the ninety-nine ranked player. But uh, yeah, um, who do you watch that you're like? I'd love to play with that guy. I mean, you can say me too because I mean we combine pretty well. Like, <laughs> Go for it. I'd love to see you with the parts, parts leader. Yeah, you, John. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Um, seriously, I'm not say that. You can, you can, you, you can, can pick a real guy. guy. Okay, okay, let me, let me think here. We can come back to it. I yeah, maybe my, that. I can tell my favorite Tim story. Go for that first while I think. Okay, well, while Tim thinks. So, uh, <laughs> so Are we ever going to get back to that? We not? will get back to it. So with Stegman's, we have the, the, the first team with Stegman's old boys. So we have the SOB Cup. Mm-hmm. And last year in the SOB Cup, it usually is our preseason tournament. We invite in like six teams. Three of them are like Stegman's teams because we have so many. And then we bring in some others. And then um, outside of the first Stegman's cup we have never won the tournament someone else wins usually <laughs> so last tournament not your first team so not yeah we're not well i mean it is the first like the first just, team doesn't win no like we just don't win like yeah. whatever we just it's a tournament sometimes you lose so last year the information goes out about the tournament and tim is still on the roster on team snap which, which is what we use for our communication and it's like sob cup coming up like and so Tim's getting all this information because he was on the fall league roster and we turn up for the first game and like Tim comes walking out of the parking lot and like scores two goals. We're like, sweet, won our first game. <laughs> it's like, can you come back for the second game? Yeah, sure. Comes back, scores a hat trick, penalty, puts us in the final. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So you, you never expected Tim to show up. Didn't even know didn't he know was, he was even, on the team. Didn't even know he was on the list. Just because he was on the he was, to, you inherited him on the internationals team snap? No, like, so internationals weren't, aren't, it's more like for the, the guys that are stepped down from internationals. Okay. But Tim was playing fall with us, and we were trying to integrate more internationals guys into the club. Gotcha, and like gotcha. Get to, know, get to know Tim and AO by playing with them in the Completely fall. accidental. Yeah, apparently. completely yeah. accidental. <laughs> but, like, 
totally welcome because we're like, all right, sweet, Tim's here. And Tim goes on and scores like six goals. We win the tournament. We, we win the SOB Cup. Was that? And we did have beers after. And we did have so beers after. Here we go. Yeah. Hey, so, all right, so that was my, my favorite Tim story because that that's why I said, like, you're a, you're a hat trick right out of the parking lot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, so Hazard, I guess, is the answer to the question. Mm-hmm. I figured he's not really a forward, but he has been playing more forward recently. Yeah. And he did the flicks and tricks, and he's got the control. And so, all right, well, any other oh, questions, man. Nate? No, that was good. All right, so Tim, uh, it was just a lot, lot to come up with. Uh, you know, one of the number one players in the world. Yeah, that's, right. yeah. That's the <laughs> yep. Don't don't go too deep on us there, Tim. <laughs> well, I'm a Chelsea fan, so I didn't want to, you know, oh. I didn't stay away from that. All right, so with that said. Um, now it's time for the Lupian Automotive Speed Round. What kind of car do you drive? Well, I'll answer that for you. For you. Uh, a shitty car. A shitty car. Um, <laughs> you should be in the dopest ride you can be. Do yourself a favor and head on down to any one of the fantastic, fantastic Lupian Automotive dealerships from Kia to Infinity. They for sure have a car that's way better than yours. For information, visit Lupian.com. Did you say dopest ride? Dopest ride. Mm, yeah. It's gangster. Yep. Um, okay, Tim, so here's how I assume you've listened to the podcast before. Once or twice. Okay, you should be listening every week. Uh, that's not the first question. <laughs> but you um, failed. But you failed. <laughs> yeah, this was a test and you failed. Um, I ask everyone, you get 10 questions, you must answer one before you go to the next one. Do you need to take a break? Water? I'm good. I got a couple, couple li- uh, liquid stretches with uh, some summits here. Should be good to go. Do you want to phone a friend just in case? Can, do I have that option? I mean, it no. hasn't been done before, but I mean, we don't have all no, the time in the world. we are good. All right. Okay, so first question. What is the first name of this Kalamazoo, Michigan-born actor known for his hit show, Tool Time? Tim. Okay. <laughs> um, I like how you wrote it down. What is Gary... <laughs> yeah. what John's is, like, oh, I'll check What is out. Gary Coleman's character's famous catchphrase? What you talking about, Willis? I told you he'd know it. All right. So, like we did with... <laughs> like Kevin. I've never been said to them before. <laughs> like we did with Kevin Huff. The old question Tim. was going to be like, finish this phrase. <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> Sorry. Just want to make sure we didn't have a stall. Yeah. So true. much like Kevin Hooves, this is Tim Willis. Uh, okay. Number three. What's your... Uh, the biggest soccer match you remember watching at, um, ever? Like what? Like as a, as a child, what's the first big one that you remember watching? I remember, like, okay. Uh, so I was at the Women's World Cup 1999 final. Oh, I'm counting. Sweet. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a big one. China, U.S. PKs. Yeah. Just got to see an adolescent as an adolescent <laughs> see Bernie Chest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like those are those are sports boobs. She's oh, stronger no, than I'll ever be. Bathroom, Dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta go. <laughs> um, if you could give yourself a nickname, what would it be? No pressure, because this may stick. They're just gonna. <laughs> I can tell you. Oh god. Um, one of my nicknames in club soccer growing up was One Speed. One there you speed. go. <laughs> you can imagine why. Okay. Not fast. But that doesn't exactly. have to be your nickname. You can give. I mean, Timmy one. or Willis. Those are those are easy. Those are names. Yeah. So. Like maybe like another one? <laughs> one speed's good. One speed? <laughs> I shouldn't have said that, but there you go. That's all right. It's the honest answer. You know, you know what it means? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll lay off the one speed. Uh, I'm going to write that down. One speed. Is that, is that a one or a <laughs> <Yeah>. hangman? <laughs> <laughs> 
Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> seven, my notes. It's like a seven with uh, feet. But you know what? One, one, uh, it is a seven with feet. Uh, <laughs> one speed means you're always on. Mm, there you go. Uh, take that, kids. Okay, so uh, as we know, you started out with, as a Stegman's player with, uh, when we merged with Internationals, um, whom, you, whom you were a member of for a few years, right, before you yep. came on board. Um, it's been over one year since you've been a Stegman. Describe to us, who is Stegman and what does he look like? Oh, God. Stegman is your and maybe Dan's former soccer coach, I think, when you were playing in the youth. And I think he has a mustache. You, <laughs> the youth. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> nice I was going to put a check Ten mark. for ten? Ten for ten on that one. Okay, so would you rather, we like to do these. Okay. Everyone gets one. Like Spider-Man, would you rather get a paper cut on your hand once a week, or have one foot fall asleep for thirty minutes every three hours? A paper cut. Paper cut. Why? That seems like a lot less painful and a lot less frequent than <laughs> thirty minutes. Is it pins and needles for thirty minutes? I mean, it's just asleep. That's like, pins and needles. Yeah, that that's. Suck. Yeah, but but you know, like that. Constant every day that ah, when you're like touching just once though, I know. But after like years of that, I mean, but they both <laughs> suck. They both suck. Okay, um, so uh, what is the title of the 1988 film featuring actors Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito as a product of a genetic experiment and separated only to be told that the rest of their family was dead by their mother? I do not know. Uh, you want to just guess? Well, I'll read it again see if you can, you can get it. No, so, I, I, okay. So, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, as a product of a genetic experiment. And, and is it Terminator? I mean, I don't know if Danny DeVito is in Terminator. And separated, <laughs> separated, only to be told the rest of their family is dead by their mother, who in fact, that was not true. All right, so the answer is... Twins. Oh. Oh, why is that relevant? So clever. Why is that, re <laughs> why is that relevant? Because uh, I have a twin sister. Yep, there you go. So not, number eight, not counting your sister, <laughs> who's your favorite all-time Minnesota twin? Um, <laughs> see what we did there? I do see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, let me see. Are you talking about a baseball player or a twin? Or just yeah. any I mean, other, if, if any you other, know other twin. I don't know that live in Minnesota. Or I mean, your here. sister could be your favorite Minnesota No, twin. I said other than. Well, well, I mean, maybe she is. Who knows? She went to the same college as me, so I'll count her as yeah. my favorite twin. Yeah, but, but he wants, he wants a different. Apparently, he didn't oh. listen to the question. Says the guy Joe Mauer. There you go. Oh, oh, fine. Okay. So, number nine. <laughs> Who is your favorite? Twin? I didn't know you grew up. I didn't know you didn't grow up here. So it's okay. I'm like, oh, no, he has no I, idea. Who I've been to a total of maybe two Minnesota mm. Twins games. So we'll give you Joe Mauer. Yeah, right. Joe Mauer's good. All right, so number nine. Ken Herbeck. You seem so disappointed. Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, you seem disappointed. You know that? What? Ken Herbeck was one of those people that gave out like entire bars of Snickers for Halloween. You know who else does that? John Bizworm. You oh know yeah. Why? So well, kids don't grow up in, and egg my house. Because you live in Eden Prairie. Yeah. Yeah. So the kids don't grow up and egg my house. They're like, oh, that's full candy bar guy. We're not gonna mess with his house. It's a small price to pay. Everything, mm -hmm. yeah. Plus, I mean, I end up sitting out there and drinking beer and eating Snickers anyway, so it's a great day. Um, all right, number nine. So no judging, but please choose wisely. Duck or crow? 
man. I have to say crow. Uh, grumpy cat or beaver? Grumpy cat for sure. Knight or citizen? Knight. And then finally, summit or Deschutes? Summit. Are you just saying that, or no? You like that? Okay. Summit's good. So, what was the what was what was the comparison between all of us? Oregon versus Minnesota. Yep. Let's see, we're just catching up. All right. So number ten <laughs> and the last one. The biggest goal you were ever part of. It could have been a setup or a finish. It doesn't have to be anything related to Minneapolis City, unless it is. Um, but what what's the big one? What's the one that you're like? You can write your autobiography on. <laughs> the biggest goal. I mean, it's probably the U.S. Open Cup goal, even though I didn't do much <laughs> to shoot us into the second or whatever, second round, whatever, whatever round, round whatever, we, whatever, we might yeah. might or might not be in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you that, did what you had to do. That's awesome, and it will forever be burned on the internet. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. All right. With no audio, right? No audio, because they <laughs> those dicks. <laughs> it's all my fault. Yeah, it is actually all your fault. <laughs> what so did you do? Because I set up such a kick-ass playlist that I was bumping throughout the stadium. And so, so they heard that in the background, and they're like, well, mm. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. never again. Come ASAP on. Rock, Hey Kirby. No. <laughs> Song is a banger though <laughs> um, all right so tim thanks you thank you so much for coming in outside of the early loons and mls talk this is pretty much like us drinking some beers talking soccer with you um both past present and future and we appreciate you coming in good luck with the crows this season hope you enjoyed yourself i did thanks a lot for having me yeah no problem thanks so much so uh i guess john do you want to plug your open trial real quick yeah because uh it's coming up so days away weeks day, away day, yeah a couple weeks away. Well, actually, about a month away. So we still have spots free on our team. Uh, do you know someone or know someone that knows someone who wants to uh, play some ball like Timmy here? Um, there are players that uh, we haven't signed yet on the roster, obviously, but those deadlines are closing, and we still have free spots on our roster. So the team is full of solid ball players. if we were to roll the ball right away, right, Tim? Yeah. Like, we could win we some could, games. We could win. But we want more. Mm. We're looking for help to make. We need a new forward, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I mean, you score goals. It's your job. So if you want someone to compete against, uh, but we're looking for help to make our roster uh, complete and create position battles at every spot, like forward. Um, So this is your last chance to impress, right? Yeah, man. So if you know anyone, uh, send them our way on Thursday. March second. You can go on the website. Yeah, go on the website first of all. uh, MinneapolisCity.com. It's under the news yeah. news tab, yep. uh, but you, you're going to want to be there at 930 to 1130. Uh, $75, that's the thing. So the chance to play for us, $75, pretty standard. Even those idiots from uh, from Lacrosse and and uh, Rochester were charging money. The location, hey, it's the West St. Paul Sports Dome. It's, uh, it's over by Carboni's, which is delicious. Yep, and Livingston it's on Avenue. Livingston Avenue in West St. Paul, uh, 55118. Put it in your Googler. So, hey guys, happy to be here with you drinking some Summit. Have you guys all tried the new Summit double IPA? Um, I have. Yeah, I haven't. Yep. I'm sipping on this winter ale right now, and it's it's delightful. Despite what's going on outside with the rain, uh, I'm always up to belly up with the winter ale. And I want to thank Summit for sponsoring us because they're delicious. Hey, memberships for 2017 are still on sale, as John mentioned. 
Uh, you can buy three for the price of one fucking... <laughs> I didn't mention it, but... <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You can buy three for the price of one fucking uh, Minnesota United season ticket, at least three, maybe six to eight. I guess you're right, I did. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have them by now, you missed the boat uh, on the good deals, but uh, you can always get a $60 season pass, uh, and you're going to get a sweet card, you're going to get a sweet scarf, you're going to get the opportunity to make what we created your own. And of course... You're going to see so, so much soccer this summer. How many games? How many games? How many home games do we have this summer? Wow, we have eight home games? That's more than four last year. Yep, we have eight home games. More than five. That's great. And a bunch of games that are local. Yeah. You can always just... Uh, yeah. And plus, all the uh, little Caesars you want at those home games. It's hot and ready. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like John. Bar beforehand, too. Yeah. yeah. Nothing's going to get better than helping others, man. And I'm not sure if you knew this. I'm sure John knew this. Tim? I don't know if you knew this, but Minneapolis City, uh, we like to help others. I didn't know that, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, if all the people out there are looking to align themselves uh, with a group that does great in the community and loves to give back, you are in luck. So uh, feel free to either be a member or give it a toss us a donation. Yeah. We love it. Thank you to, uh, what was it, the Minneapolis Foundation? Yep. That, did, that gave us that uh, donation last week. If you want to get a hold of us, of course, you've got mcscpodcast at gmail.com. Seriously, like, no one ever. We We're know lonely. you listen. We're we so know lonely. At M, you can tweet at us at mplscitysc. A lot of Twitter action, though. At Johnny Business, two N's, two Z's, two S's, and at Mexinate. Again, Twitter action is where it's at. Uh, we, love, we, love, we love to talk to you. And that is all for this week, man. We're going to be back with uh, more discussion about new players, old players, your favorite players, uh, and kind of moving into what's going on with this next season. And hopefully, we get an announcement on this U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, that'd be great. And we can uh, either celebrate or be angry. That's all for today. Once again, it's always been a pleasure to serve you. I'm Nate. Hi, I'm John. And next week, we will have... Uh, Dustin from Talisman Caps on. Oh, that's great. Looks like someone. I should have read the script. I was ad libbing. Yeah, too much ad lib. <laughs> so uh, next week we'll discuss some soccer and fashion with Dustin Brandon um, of Talisman Caps, also as Tim knows of the U.S. Open Cup coaching uh, staff folklore that yeah. is part our coaching staff that won a U.S. Open Cup game. Also like that. Um, plays with Stegmans. So, yeah. and also drafted by the Kansas City Wizards. And also play for the Minnesota Thunder. So, a lot of things to talk about. Dude, with no so, anyways, uh, that is Nate. I am John. That is Tim. Apparently, I'm doing the sign off this week. <laughs> uh, so, this is our house band. Go get them, Tiger. Sang you away. Good night. What you talking about? Liz? <laughs>